Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What is up, Wes? What's going on, man? How's your week getting started here? It's busy, as always. Mondays are always a little bit... Um frantic yeah so uh you having to make micro adjustments um <laughs> <laughs> micro adjustments for the way not even man. 20 That's... seconds in yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good laugh over the weekend oh man it's I, crazy how viral that went that went that went wild yeah if anybody's not aware that was the, a good uh, meme out yeah yeah the white the, belt who called it, he was on, it was on a Facebook group and the white belt basically posted this paragraph of a post calling out how he, you know, was rolling with the two stripe purple belt and, you know, he made sure he said two stripe purple belt because it's just, he was basically riding on his high horse talking about how he, I don't even remember what it said. He made some, you know, he was, he was struggling. Then he made some micro adjustments and he couldn't. Then he, you know, he had a sneaky back take. There's all these little Bow buzzwords arrow, that people, sure, yeah. people were using. Oh. And in the end, the guy just got, I saw it when he got posted um, very quickly after. And I was like, right when I read, it, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is going to get lit up. And that was an understatement. And within like the next few hours, it cross pollinated across different Facebook groups I was following. Then you would see in comments on like, because, J- because Jitsu meme page and he po- started doing them. And then all the meme, all the meme pages did them. Then you have athletes chiming in and every comment, it was just funny because some of the comments were like, what's this, what's this about micro adjustments? You know, some people had no idea, but then a lot of them were like, people were just amazed that they were like, I can't believe this. Cause it was every post, like everything. It was just so funny how shit can go so viral so fast, you know, no matter what community you're in. I saw one, I saw one where somebody had dug back into like the Gordon Ryan 
one of his video <laughs> yeah, archives. Did you that see was that one? So good. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, dude. I think that's where micro micro adjustments comes where from. Where it came from. Her. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's like a term he would use. You know. Great. I mean, oh, it was it. It was like him talking about, it, and then you make micro adjustments, <laughs> micro adjustments, <laughs> micro adjustments. So yeah. I was like, oh, dude, so that's good. so good. You got to know oh. your place, right? You're going to get put in your place if you don't know your place. Oh, but the man. kid was, the kid was probably, I don't know if he was a kid. The guy was probably just, he was you know, fired you're, up. You're stoked. Yeah. I mean, if that happens, it's, but you got it's something you kind of, you can't really boast about. You got to keep it in, uh, I don't know, keep it under wraps, you know, pat yourself on the back quietly and move on because it's, it's only training too, right? I mean, it's only training. But here's the, here's the other thing, man, is I don't know, dude. Two stripe purple belts can be pretty tough to finish. There's just oh, yeah. no, there's like, you got, like, I don't, I, I don't, I gotta make micro I, adjustments. You bro. gotta make micro adjustments, but the, <laughs> like, how does this person not have the insight to be like, okay, maybe he, like, maybe he let me right. have that. Right. Y- you know, yeah. like, you didn't, dude, you didn't. You didn't get that guy. Yeah. I'm going to read, I'm going to read something to you. It's from uh, Nathan Mendelssohn's Instagram today. And it was great because he, you know, he had, he got a good laugh out of it all too as well. But uh, he, he had a great post today and, and he's just totally right. You know, and I think it just, uh, we can all have fun with this type of thing, but at some point we have to like, you know, you got to set some standards in terms of honor and, you know, honoring your training partner and having respect for your team and your partners, right? No one wants to be thrown on the bus, especially on some public site on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if you're the purple belt? Think about it. <laughs> Think of it on his side. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't thought about that, right? <laughs> He just oh, went he's viral. Com- oh, yeah. man. He's yeah, coming so, with a raft. Yeah. You, I mean, first of all, yeah, you can't do that. I mean, I think they had good fun of it with it at that gym. Like I said, I saw a couple of videos where I think they gave the guy a lot of shit, but, you know, he's their teammate and he, it was an, somewhat of an honest mistake. But uh, the post here reads from Nathan um, First rule of Fight Club, don't talk about Fight Club. And this is something he wrote a few months ago um, from a guide, he, a guide he calls everything I wish I knew at each belt level. And um, he's going to put it up on his website. That's Nathan Mendelson. And it's all basically because of this, because of what happened, but his, uh, he says, this brings me to another point about something that, you know, a point that must be made, never brag about what happens in training, never worry about it either, because what happens in training does not matter. It is very important that you put that in your head right from the beginning, because if you don't, it'll hinder your progress and you'll also run the risk of becoming the Matt douche. Training is for exactly what it sounds like, getting better. It's not a competition. And Nathan, he competes a lot. Okay. So this guy, he's super legit. It's not a competition. Um, if you want to you know, do cool stuff and submissions and brag about it, then land it in a tournament is what he says. If it's training, then it's essentially doesn't count. No one cares that you tap the black belt in training. This is the part I like. Um, and it goes to what you're saying with that purple belt. You know, you don't know what is given on 
going on with that person at any given moment. They may be on their 14th day of training straight, on their second session of jujitsu of the day, the eighth round of sparring in a row, that class, trying a new position that they don't have down yet instead of their A game, and or had hit a new PR that morning, or had hit a new PR in their deadlift while weightlifting earlier that morning. So basically he said, you know, you land a submission on them and tell everyone and anyone at the gym about it and make your Facebook status when you get home. Don't be that guy because it makes you look like a clown. There's a, there's gyms out there with that culture that allows for that type of behavior, but any good coach, in my opinion, will shut that type of stuff down right away. Training should be at a pace where you try to push yourself to a point where you're so tired, you lose to those who could never beat you in a tournament. It is a place where you should be able to try new moves, even if it means getting beat up by those you should easily control and sometimes do. If you know your training partners have the correct attitude, then it leaves room for everyone to do what they need to do in order to become the best they can possibly be. So can't say it better than that. You know, have some fun with it, but we, you know, that is definitely something that you have to learn over time. Um, it's not black and white, you know these things no <laughs> um, no and f- it and for the new you know for the new person um I, and i'm talking like within the first two three months somebody who is showing up every day to class um and is still kind of seeking that first the, the, fir- the first one the first the first tap right mm-hmm. it feels good I, but i like i personally don't remember I don't remember anything about that, but I remember after it happened, I was excited. But if t- today, 13 years later, I, I don't remember honestly anything about it besides right. it happened. Yeah. And, you know, people, I guess the, the, the reason why I bring that up is because it is douchey to celebrate a tap, but I, I, I do get like, and you're in the beginning phases, those things, they don't come very often. Yeah. And it's hard being a white belt. (laughs) This whole thing is like, it's, it it is pretty, it's kind of cringy. You know, everybody's kind of having fun with it, but in the long and short of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's funny now because he got lit up because the first comments were serious comments. Like, yeah, what are you doing here? you know, you can't be doing this. And I, you know, maybe the guy's just not in an environment that has drawn that out in people, you know, where they can figure that out themselves, or maybe he's just too new, but as you know, being, you're going to get tapped Yep. by all different people. It just happens, you know? So that, that's just part of the game and you're going to tap a bunch of different people over time. So yep. yeah, you're stoked. You get that. Maybe it was, you know, obviously it was one of the first times he's tapped a, a higher belt props yep. to yourself, celebrate that victory, but you can't go bragging about it. You know, just because you don't mention the guy's name doesn't mean it makes you any better of a person for putting it out there. You know, we've all tapped higher belts or and yep. been tapped by lower belts, you know? So if you're training enough, you're going to run into those. And that's what to Nathan's post, you know, if you're training enough time and you're training so much over years and years, you're going to have different circumstances. You know, um, I've been doing this for over eight years and I, I don't, I'm not always at the same RPMs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So 
just that alone, you know, everyone's different from day to day. So the belt really, you know, it's, it's partly about the person's skills, you know, good, good on this guy. He got some, he made some adjustments and got the tap. You know, I think the whole point is for this is that you just can't be bragging and boasting about it. And you'll learn that over time. And, you know, props for people giving them a hard time because you got to kind of put that attitude in check. There's no real room for that in this sport just to go get, you know, Instagram likes, you know, do something real. Like Nathan says, go enter into a tournament where the real shit goes down. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. In the training room, it's, there's a, uh, you've already kind of, we've already kind of beat it yeah. up. There's just, there's no room for it. No, you know, there's no, I think, room for I it. think what, what we can talk about is like, um, sometimes I see, or I've heard social media, wherever you get these, you know, this exact instance where you have a white belt tapping a purple belt, or, you know, maybe you have a, a blue belt that's always tapping higher belts. Right. So then it becomes, you know, set the, set the back bragging about it on the side. Let's just talk about like belts, you know, and skill levels and how you might be a lower belt, but have just as much or equal skills as someone with a higher belt. So it's kind of, it kind of like, uh, you can look at this on this other side of it is also, we don't really know what that, we don't know what either one of these people are like. We don't know if this guy's a stud white belt and this guy's a purple belt that, you know, maybe needs to improve their skills or maybe he's a legit purple belt and he was just toying with a guy or just saying, yeah. Hey, let me let this guy work. Okay. We've yep. done that too, right? Absolutely. So um, the point is, is you kind of got to know as you go through the belts, you, you'll understand that. But also let's talk about the difference and how there can be a difference and how really just a belt is just, it's just a belt. It holds up your pants. It's like one yep. of the oldest sayings in jujitsu, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it's there for because we can talk about in this case, you know, you have these belt, you know, to the naked eye, oh, a white belt beats a purple belt, but we can be in the gym. You can be in the gym where you have somebody that's a white, uh, a purple belt for many years for, and for whatever reason, maybe they're not the most athletic and explosive, you know, maybe their technique is good, but they can't apply it as much. Who knows why, where, or why that guy or gal got a purple belt, but then you have this white belt who's been coming, um, consistently training, 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 wants to just be a world beater and comes in and six months, a year, learns all these skills and maybe has one or two sick moves. You don't think they can provide a challenge to that person? Happens all the time, you know? Yeah. So talking about belts and, you know, how it is just a color, the, the, the end result is like the mats don't lie. So, and this is something, something I was thinking about last week. And then, uh, our professor posted something recently on our, uh, Facebook group for a lot of the newer students that are coming in. And he was basically setting an expectation of, or, or explaining the way promotions work. Cause as you know, if you remember, I remember, I had no idea, like, first of all, when you first started, you don't even know. I didn't really even know that there was a stripe system, to be honest. I didn't know jujitsu enough to be like, oh, you know, I just knew you're going to get belts, right? Yeah. And even to my professor's point, Gustavo, uh, Gustavo Dantes, 
he said, like when he was coming up in Brazil, there wasn't even stripes. So you just, you just, you know, you don't ever, yeah. you never asked about it. Basically, you never asked about a promotion. You just trained, trained hard. And, you know, if you're a competitor, you go and compete, compete hard. And then in good time, your coach or professor, they'll promote you when it's ready. And, you know, it was a good message. Uh, no matter how, you know, you look at promotions and, and different belt colors, but you want this expectation to be set when you're a new student. Because um, I'm, a, I'm of the type of, I've always been ready to take on new challenges, but you always, I've always wanted to have like an end goal, you know, or, or an expectation. Like, what do I need to do to get to my next level? Okay. This happens if you're in sports, it happens if you're in business, you know, it happened in my career when I was trying to move up the ladder. It's like, tell me what to do to get to this next promotion and I'll set my, my goal accordingly. Right. It's not so cut and dry with jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. So I understand that that can be a challenge for people, honestly. If you think about it too deeply, you know, it's like, oh, I don't, I mean, does that make sense to, to you? Like there's yep. no, no one's saying, hey, to get your blue belt, you have to get this, 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 and that. there's no check checklist per se, you know? Yeah. There's different expectations that uh, different coaches are going to have. Obviously everyone has different opinion. There's different levels of this game different schools, all of that. So you do have that where in normal society, when you go after goals, some, most of the time it's like, Hey, you need to do this to get this, you know, you want this job, you got to get this degree and jujitsu, yeah. it's more loose. So you have to look at it differently. You know, you have to look at it like, um, you, first of all, you have to put total trust into whoever is going to be grading you and promoting you. And, you know, hopefully you've done your homework enough to know whether your school is legit or if you go on Yelp and it has a one-star rating, you know? So, yep. you know, if you're at a legit school, you're going to know that's going to, if the instructors and the people are super legit, um, you're going to, it's going to be a, your belt is going to be tight as they say in Brazil versus loose. Yeah. So I've heard that bunch of different times that reference and my, my instructor actually made that reference in the video he made. Um, but you want a tight belt, you know, you want that thing to be legit. So my school is known, known to be, you know, you got to put in the work to get your belts. And I love that part of it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm, if it takes me however many years it takes me to get to my next levels, then I'm just going to keep putting in the work until I deserve it. Right. So that's like the big thing, I think. And that's what Gustavo's message was, was you got to, re we really got to, you just got to put in the mat time. So it is mat time, man. That is the, it's the long and short of it. Yeah. It's the long and short of it. And there was, um, you know, I was sitting here kind of thinking about progressing through the rank structure. And, you know, I've told this story on the podcast previously, but, uh, about, you know, I, I got, there was a, a moment where I was really, I was like, man, what, you know, when am I going to get promoted? Cause I was starting to catch these purple belts. And then that time just kind of dragged on and dragged on to the point mm -hmm. where I was like, well, screw it. I'm like, 
I can't control when I get promoted and I'm just going to keep training until somebody wraps a new belt around, uh, around my waist. Right. Yeah. It became, I, I grew up, I, I, my growth really took off during that time. I was actually at a gym that the gym that I was at at the time during that was also a gym where they didn't give stripes. Hmm. They had no, they didn't do stripes on colored belts. The only, the only belts that they did were, were white belts. And it's why I like my blue belt is it's like almost white. It's all torn and tattered. And I have two stripes on it from the previous gym that I had came from. I could see it. Yeah, you. you can see it. Yep. You can see it. It's like, it's another white belt. It's basically another white belt. Yeah. Um, but I think what happened during that time, and I'm, I'm going to relate this back to kind of what this kind of led to this conversation. And even the way that I train now, um, you become a lot more secure. I think this, like that person's post ultimately came out of a place of insecurity. Yeah. With where his place is, with what he's going through on the jujitsu mats and just being a new, a new body. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now when I was in that place where, where I was like, I just don't care. I'm just going to train and I don't care when, and then purple belt, it was like, I felt like I was a legit purple belt and now brown belt. Like, I I don't care about, like, I've been tapped so many times. Yeah. You know, and if a lower belt taps me, I don't care. Like yeah. I'm like my training, I'm doing like your, like that, um, that kind of retort mm-hmm. post you did is like, um, that, that like his, what he is projecting and his response is coming from a place of security. Where it's like, I like it doesn't really matter. No. Because this person is doing X, Y, and Z. You don't know what his circumstances are. You know, this purple belt could have been, um, could have been messing around. And when Mm -hmm. you're doing that, that is from a place of like, I don't care if I get tapped. Yeah. I'm just messing around. I don't need to crush this white belt. Yep. Um, and I think as time goes on and you start getting into the advanced belts, you, you do become a lot more secure to the point where, dude, I, if, if I get tapped by a lower belt, great job, man. Yeah. Like great job. It doesn't erase my knowledge. Right. Exactly. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So totally. I think that like, I don't mean to backtrack, but as I was sitting there thinking about that, I was like, that is, it's totally coming from a place of insecurity. Yeah. With, with whatever is happening. So then going to Gustavo's, message you know he's totally right the way that mm-hmm. you become more secure the way that you gain more knowledge the way that you become better at jujitsu there's no there's no long and short to it it's just spending time on the mats and it's not just spending time on the mats it's it's actually drilling and it's and it's it's enrolling it's yeah, in really. the it's in the the time that you're going through positions trying to apply the things that you're learning i mean yeah you can literally show up and drill all you want to. Mm-hmm. If you never put it into um, live practical application, it's never going to be accessible. Yeah. So it, it it all it all comes down to it all comes down to the roles and how yep. how much 
you know, how much are you rolling? How much are you applying these things? And how much are you spending? How much are you actually trying to apply the things that you are learning? Exactly. So in the higher belt, they know, they just, they look at the bigger picture, I think, right? You, like you said, you're not going to lose your knowledge. You'll live to fight another day. You've been there before, you know, it's not just about that one role, you know, now if you see a pattern or, or, or you know, and you're maybe losing to all lower belts or having a hard time with all lower belts, then there's something that's a you problem, you know? And that means you got to pick it up or change it up and start putting in more work, you know? And this could, and we all, you know, while we're sitting here thinking everyone's has some different colored belt in their mind, but this could just be somebody that's been a purple belt for eight years. Totally. And maybe just comes once in a while and they come and they get destroyed by somebody that's a blue belt that's mm-hmm. come in consistently across the board. You know, they're, they've been training for months and months and months at four or five times a week. They're competing. You know, there's going to be a difference yeah, there, right? For sure. So, you know, you going back on our friend Isaiah or whatever his name was, you know, if you, if you're tapping one person, you know, if you're tapping that purple belt, that's fine. You know, what's really going to happen in the gym is if the, if this is your training partner, you're going to keep rolling, you know, who knows what happened before or after that, or if this guy is, that's the one time he ever got one over, which would be much worse. I hope this guy really never trained much with them. You know, it'd be worse if this guy got destroyed every day by the purple belt and then, then he gets him one time and puts it on Facebook. Come on. My point is though, is it doesn't matter your belt color. You can get tapped. Okay. Yeah. It happens all the time. Now, maybe you're getting tapped by that same person over and over with the same move. But that also goes through another point that Gustavo made was to advance. You have to be able to, you need the mat time and the roles to be able to recognize patterns. So a lot of it is about pattern recognition. And it's, it's super true what he said, you know, he's like, if somebody's throwing up a triangle, you want every time, you know, and he's basically talking to white belts, you know, whoever, but, you know, I think his message in this regard was to a white belt who, you know, you end up getting your arm inside the triangle, you know, you leave your arm out there, you're getting triangled. Yeah. So his point was, is, you know, it's the mat time in the roles with the, you know, those other people that are at your level that are going to. You know, he said, he said, maybe it's not even the coach that's going to point that out sometimes. You're going to recognize. And it's so true. And that's why, you know, mat time means everything. You're going to recognize, hey, every time I put my arm in here, I get arm barred. Or every time I put my arm and head in this position, I'm getting triangled. And eventually you'll start recognizing that and take your arm out or yeah. figure out the defense yep. or how not to get there in the first place. So it's not always your coach is his point is you have to take responsibility for your own actions and put in time, um, you know, doing drills only, whether it's, you know, just maybe, maybe you're, and this, this is just coming, this is my, this is from Gustavo. It's just my opinion, but maybe you're on COVID and you're doing drills and that's great. You know, you're not back training in the gym, keep consistent, at least get some knowledge going. Yeah. But as in, you know, if you're doing that, you're pretty committed anyway. You also know that it's not the same as a role, a live role. We all know it's just not the same. That's where Dude. you learn the lessons. Yep. Every day on the mats. Yep. So the the old adage, the mats don't lie. You know, so you're gonna get you're gonna get promoted going back to the belt system. 
you know, you get promoted when you get promoted and when your coaches think it's time. Um, it's, you know, if you're new, you don't really want to ask, you know, it's good. I think it's good to, when you start out with the program, either do your, you know, do your due diligence and understand the belt and ranking system of jujitsu, either online, or maybe you have a friend. If you don't ask the, the professor and the owner of the school, that what is the system here? What are my expectations? You know, but as you're going through the ranks, it's not something you're going to be, oh, I got to, so-and-so over there got their blue belt. I'm, I'm, I've been here just as long. You know, I haven't got my blue belt. You can't go ask your coach, number one. And two, you know, you have to really kind of, sometimes you have to look deeply into the issues and the reasons why, you know. First of all, we're not all created equal. Yep. Uh, some people are more athletic or more naturally technical or are better built for a certain type of sport, you know, um, you've been coming as long as that person that got their blue belt, but you haven't been uh, promoted yet. Well, is that because they come four times a week and you come two? you know, or is it because they come three times a week, every, every time since they started and you take two weeks off here and there, you know, it's not the same. I've heard that bullshit. It's like, I've been, you know, you know, you just yep. see it. You've, it's like, you, you don't really hear it as much, but you just see it. It's like, you, you have to just know what to expect and you're going to advance as fat, as hard as you work. It's like yep. anything in life. The more work you put into it, the more you'll get out of it and the more you'll advance, you know, I, I, I'm going to, this is probably going to sound terrible to say, but you keep the, you, well, first of all, you, you can't compare your progress to somebody else's right i think yeah. that's kind of what we're getting to but the second thing is if you are comparing your self let's take the blue belt to somebody else say oh he got his blue belt well man honestly the turnover's so high in a year and a half none of those people are going to be around you anymore like <laughs> some of them will yeah a few of them but for the most part most of those people are are not going to be there yeah you know, as, 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 especially at that, like, statistically speaking, white belt, blue belt. I mm -hmm. mean, you and I have seen a lot yeah. of people come and go. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to know the people if, if you just stick with it long enough, you'll get your blue belt, mm -hmm. you'll get your purple belt, you'll get your brown belt, and you're eventually going to get your black belt. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just time. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're worried about, well, this person has been here for, we've been coming, we joined at the same time and he just got his blue belt. Well, maybe I, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. And but, you but don't it know. It is natural to. It is natural. Think is about natural. those things sometimes, you know, um, it's, there's nothing wrong with thinking that way. You know, it's just, I think it's human nature to say, Oh, Hey, Joe over there, he got promoted and either you're, you know, maybe, maybe for an, a jealous type of person or you're, maybe you're envious, you know, and, and it kind of hits you in the gut, but it, that's all it is, is really a gut check and it, on yourself, you know? Yeah. If you're, that's exactly what if it is. If you're not getting promoted and this person is, and you think you're deserving, you need to look inward on why you yeah. weren't chosen for that promotion, whatever it might be at work, career, you know, something external of jujitsu altogether. But 
it is, it, you do, we do think that way, you know, as humans, I think we do, you know, it's what is that person doing over there? You know, how did they get this? Or, you know, so I think a lot of that's natural, but you can't make an issue of it by making an issue, you know, um, there's a way I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with there's, you definitely don't want to like be like, uh, when am I going to get my next belt coach? Right. Just, yeah. or, or, or never Billy over well. there got his blue belt. You know, I, I don't know. I've been here, you know, you just start bitching and moaning. Okay. That's not going to work. You know, it's not going to be taken, you know, nicely either. But I think what you can say is um, if you're feeling that way and you honestly, you're, you're looking at yourself and if you're honest with yourself, either you, you already know what you need to work on because you figured it out. But I think, I don't think there's anything wrong. And this is just my own opinion, but asking a coach or your professor, what do I need to do to improve my skills? Where can you see me improving? That that's totally reasonable to me. Yep. That's a, that's a good conversation to have. So, and I've said that before, by the way, um, to my coaches. So nothing wrong with that. Have, have them give you that objective view of your jujitsu, you know, because maybe they're, you're not getting a lot of feedback and not, you know, no, no issue to anyone. And I'm not saying they should be giving, you know, it's always nice to get feedback, but maybe, maybe um, your coaches approve of what you're doing altogether, but you think you need some more, or you think you could improve, ask somebody else. They'll, you know, or maybe, maybe they'll just say, Hey, you've been, you're doing great for where you're at. And then, you know, you know that, Hey, you're on track. Yeah. You're on track. So if you have, if you're questioning those things in your mind, there's a ways to go about, you know, you're not going to get some date out of it, nor should you want to, um, Oh, on this six more months, you know, I'm going to get my belt, you know, um, you know, if you've been doing this long enough, you know, how long it takes to get your belts, you know, if you're, you know, I, I know how long it took each belt. So, and I know what it took to get there for each belt. So I can have that same expectation. I go, I can go beyond it. I can go below it and not train as much. It's going to take me a lot longer than those other belts. Yep. And not to say every belt's the same either. I'm just saying roughly, you know, this after you've been doing yeah. this years and years, um, cause we all think about it, you know, it's great when you get a, com- a promotion, it feels amazing. Cause it's, you know, it's an affirmation of what you've been doing, kicking ass, you know, and being consistent at what you're doing. It feels amazing. We talked about yep. this before getting yep. your first stripe and stuff. So, but you're, you know, there's people out there that they literally just chase belts. I know a couple of these people. Dude, I, I know, <laughs> so, I know a few of them too. Yeah. And neither of the ones that in my mind are at my gym. So I'm proud to say that, but, um, there's people that re- rarely ever train that, that you'd be surprised how high up they get for either knowing somebody or being at the right place at the right time. Or I don't know, man, it happens. I've seen it, it many times. Um, it does happen. So all the more reason why this guy was just roasted because the, the community at whole, I think wants to, you know, just, you gotta, you gotta earn what you get. That's the whole thing. It's like you got to earn the respect, you know. You got to by not saying talking shit to others, you know, doing your by work. showing up. Yeah, showing up. Being That's consistent. how you get the respect. Yeah, do jujitsu. 
Yeah. Um, the people that are going to respect you, there are all those other people on the mats that are also showing up all the time. You're not going to lie to them. They're the first people that know they're going to know, you know, if you're somewhat of a fake or if you're just this person that for whatever reason can't ever advance. They're the ones that know the people on the mats. So you can't lie yeah. and nothing. You, it's not no. like karate or any other, no offense, like some, I shouldn't even say karate. I don't even know. It's not like any other thing where you can sometimes just totally fake your way through. Even the fakers are known. It's just, they have, they're able to swallow that <laughs> weirdness. I can't even imagine having a fake black belt, but there's people out there with them in jujitsu and, yeah, and trying I, to get through like, yeah, for sure. To, uh, and dude, they get called out, man. Yeah. They get called, not quickly. only they, they get called out fast and I haven't seen it a lot lately, but there was a while I was a part of some forums and stuff where people were like, they'd arrange dojo storms. Yeah. They would just be like, let's show up at this place, <laughs> you know? And have I told you about the, the dojo storm that I was a part of? Have I, I ever told know. you this story? I don't know. Oh, now you got it. So I know you're going to love this. So I was training at this gym and it was in this seedy part of a neighborhood. And, um, the, the owner was a like very legit black belt under Fabio Santos. Um, super, super skilled guy, really nasty, uh, collar chokes. And he, he was a co-owner with this other guy who was, he was a blue belt and he was uh, an Aikido. He was an Aikido guy. He's a jiu-jitsu blue belt, but he was like an Aikido black belt instructor. Like he learned from Steven Seagal from the man himself. And he had like another gym, right? So he had another gym that he was a part of his Aikido gym. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, he bought into this, uh, this jiu-jitsu gym. And the the black belt and the blue belt, they had a falling out. We used to have like a Saturday, like a Saturday open mat, like most gyms. Anyway, this big falling out happened and we're all at this open mat. And here comes like his, like in the door comes like his entire school of Aikido guys in their geese. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're Aikido geese. They're Aikido geese. They were, and they were like, "Let's do this." What year was this? This was in two thousand. This had to be in two thousand. Around. This was probably twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, open mat stops, and it is like. I mean, it's classic, like circle up, like put, put some matches together, not, you know, no like strikes or anything, but it was going to, till a tap. Really? Yep. Start from the feet. Did all these guys train jujitsu too? Only one? No, only one. What happened? He was like a blue belt. Oh, these Aikido guys (laughs) just got, (laughs) dude, they just got destroyed. It was so bad. That is so awesome. It was so bad. I mean, it was so. Uh, so it sounds like a great plot to a movie. 
Born a Champion too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dojo Storm. <laughs> so yeah, dude, it uh it was legit. It was the only time it ever happened. I saw some crazy stuff at that gym because the owner was just like he was he was pretty hands off, but the the black belt instructor, he was into real estate and all this other stuff. He was from uh uh Porto Alegro or somewhere down down in Brazil and mm. um anyway he did like there was it was in like a really seedy area and there was all kinds of like um like there would be drunk people coming in and he had no problem with the jujitsu guys like they'd want to get on the mats and challenge people he had no problems really like he was just like that He's was into his, it. he was into it but That's anyway funny. that that dojo storm, man, that was something that I will never forget. I'm so glad I I'm so glad I got to experience that. Yeah. Something good to be a part of for sure. So those are getting more rare and rare, you know. Yeah. You got fake black belts out there, but they get called out quick. Yeah. You know, there's some really famous fast. stories that you can find online about them getting called out. But uh there's also black belts out there that maybe aren't the highest of level of black belt. You know, so, you know, it's like black belts out there that don't roll. I can tell you that one, too. Yeah. Uh, another school I trained at, um, black belt instructor. Never saw him, never rolled with the students. Wow. So it's like showed up, taught the class. And that was it. Never rolled with the students. And that's was, crazy. You know, and that's part of it. Like. Um, for a couple different things, it's part of the community building. Like mm-hmm. your students want to, they want to, they want to roll with you. Yeah, we're still, we still live. You know, there's a lot of black belts out there, but we still live in a, a like the jujitsu world right now is still very small. Yeah, and there are still a lot of places that don't have black belts. Yeah, that don't. Like they're stoked if they get a purple belt or a brown belt. Yeah. You know? And so even now with so many black belts out there, students still like revere their black belt instructors. Yeah. And they want to they want to experience what it's like to roll with a black belt. Absolutely. It's the whole teacher student. Like for sure. Look at any martial art movie ever the teacher and the student are always sparring or, I mean, that's where you learn from. And going back to our point before, a person can tell you all day the moves, but you have to also feel that from a black belt, you know? And the, and the black you know belt what I mean? instructor, if you, if you haven't rolled for with sure. A, first of all, if you, if you're out there and you haven't rolled with a black belt, it's a big difference. Like huge, maybe you've never rolled with a higher belt and you just started listening to this podcast and you just start training. That you need to do that, though. You have to feel what it feels like when someone just toys with you. You know, I mean, is it really like everything that you do yes, is the exactly. wrong? They move. have, yeah, or they have an answer for everything, and they're or yeah. they're two steps ahead. You know, so, but not training at all. You know, I mean, there's, you know, you go back to your point of in our world, jujitsu is growing; it's exploding, but in the bigger picture, not so much just because in some geographic areas, you don't have a lot of skills, you know, out there yet, but also what can happen. And I think the community, you know, 
as, as a whole tries to hold up the value and the standard of a black belt, you know, because without that, we become somewhat of a lesser, I'm going to just going to say it like a karate or something where the belt doesn't mean as much, you know, yeah. or maybe it means much to them, but it doesn't mean jack shit. In terms it gets watered down. Jiu-jitsu belt, you know, so it gets watered down. That's the problem. And here's, here's the thing, the way I look at it is if, if you promote somebody to a black belt and either they, we've seen this too recently, they don't have good character or um, they're not the best person, maybe, or maybe they're not the best, they're not the most techni- technical person. Maybe they've, they've got their black belt and they've never even competed, or, or, but they've been training a long time, you know, and, and, and everyone's situation is so different. You know, yeah. But you could have a gym where this guy gets his black belt, and maybe his only other times rolling with the black belt was his own black belt, and that guy was already not that good. And then this guy gets watered down, and then the next, all the belts that this person's. It doesn't take long before somebody that doesn't know what they're doing is promoting people promotes prematurely. I mean, this happens a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it just does. naturally it does naturally because and to to no fault of some of these people either because they might not have ever been around a higher level black belt that's you know one some you know you can go to every state and Google best jujitsu gyms the top ones aren't lying you know they're not they're not lying about those they're legit and there's reasons why these people get reviews and. Or, or simply just Google your professor, the academy owner's name. You know, you're either going to find, you know, hopefully for the most part, you're going to find stand up people. That's what my experience is. You know, great yeah. people that are, you know, into it and know know a lot. But there's also places out there that have slime balls working for them. Well, or you know what I mean? Or the black yeah. belts an asshole. The, that happens too. So, <laughs> you know, it's. It's so different. So I think it's that's different why everywhere. F- for me, as when I started, I just wanted to get with the, le- I'd kind of try to figure out who the most legit person was in my area because I didn't know anything else. And I think, I think I found him. So, I mean, yeah. Um, now, as it turns out, man, in your area is like a freaking hotbed. A, yeah. There's a lot it's of like, high level jujitsu, dude. Yeah. It is so crazy. Like the competition scene out there is just insane. Yeah, it's a hotbed out here. There's Ugh. there's a lot of gyms, and they're all it, doing very well. By the way, they are all booming. Jujitsu is really big out here right now. It's it is. It's I mean, I've wild. noticed it. It's grown a lot even in the last year. A lot of gyms opening, even during COVID. Even yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Even during COVID, mm-hmm. man, it's 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 wild, man. I'm, you know, that it's a good scene. It's a good scene. And, it, and, um, you know, it's, uh, when you get a taste of that, like next gear, mm-hmm. that next, that high, that, like that, that high, le- that high level yeah, stuff. I mean, you, you see the, like, you it humble, see the, it humbles the, you. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Number yeah. one, you know. And it makes like for like it makes you want like you want sh- you want to get promoted by those people. 
Oh yeah, because it, it it gives you that legitimacy. Yeah, for sure. Like you like you were saying, you want to mm-hmm. you know you want to you wanted to find the legit people. Yeah, because I didn't know any better, you know. But no one's to say you can't ever move on and switch gyms, you know. If you're, I've said this many times on the podcast, you know. If you're in a bad situation, go find a good one, you know. You it's so much about the journey that you shouldn't be in a bad situation or one that you don't feel uncomfortable with, you know? So what are your opinions on the the whole, because I think it's kind of gone away, but it's still out there. The whole Crianchi thing, you know, the trader to to the gym and like all that. I I mean, in my circles out here, it's not, it's, yeah, the people come and go more than ever, you know? Um, I see that also on social media, you know, even bigger names, switch gyms and stuff. So yeah, I think if you have a lot of tradition and you're coming from a, I I don't even know, I don't know much about the topic, but maybe from a Gracie lineage that they're hardcore, you know, and they're like, you don't do that. Maybe some of that still exists. I don't know. But, um, it's, you know, what cross training is one thing. I think there's here in the valley there's open mats that are open to different schools so there's a lot of open mats that are cross training so it's very widespread in terms of just cross training now leaving to go to another gym that's your own personal choice to me you know you have to do what you have to do you know i mean this isn't like some gangster shit where you know i just can't train jujitsu if i can't train at this gym for whatever reason you know you gotta you're a grown adult make your own decision, you know, but I, I don't, uh, I don't see that anywhere. I don't see that. Like it's it, in terms of, uh, that this guy over here went over to this gym and now everybody hates him and stuff like that. I just don't see that. But in terms of cross training, it's much more widespread now. Like I yeah. heard, I've heard that in the old, old days or, you know, not too long ago, you kind of didn't do that just because maybe this was the person you're competing against at worlds yeah. or whatever. And, but Jiu-jitsu is going to like the mats don't lie, right? Yeah. Even if you know this person, you could go back and forth a million. All these high level competitors, they all have competed against each other a bunch bunch of times. (laughs) Yeah. And train with each other. So it's in the end, it doesn't really matter, you know, because you could tap a guy 20 times in a row. And when you get on the big stage, maybe he taps you. You know what I mean? It's like, so there's a lot of uh, that now. I started at a, I started at a Hoist Gracie school and this was 2008. It was in 2008, I believe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, started at a Hoist Gracie school and the in the contract at the Hoist Gracie school was you could not train at any other schools Unless it was in the Hoist Gracie network, mm-hmm. and if you did, you needed to ask for the the owner of the school's permission. Really, and that stuff, like that, actually, it's not so much anymore because I just I don't care. Yeah, and um, but when I was coming up, that like really affected me because I was always I spent I was. I have my blue belt there. So I was there for like two years and 
I would, so I'd go see my parents and I'd want to train at this, this school there. And I always felt like I was <laughs> betraying the, the gym, the yeah. breaking the rules. Right. Cause that's like what he had, like, he had like implanted like, yeah, that. Yeah. And coming up in white and blue belt, I was, I, I always was like, Yeah, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells whenever yeah. I would go to another school. And so that stuff's still out there. It is. I definitely. hope it's got less and less. Um I hope today in today's age it's gotten less and less. But yeah. I that 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 really it really messed with me, man. I, I, I actually <laughs> am kind of I'm kind of pissed about it, to yeah. be quite honest. Well, you didn't know that so. was that was the reality you were in. So you don't really know because you haven't done, didn't much more at other schools before that. So that still exists. You know, I don't know. I could probably name a couple chain gyms probably. that have stuff like that going on, you know, and it is what it is. You know, it could be area specific. Like I said, maybe it's just where you're living and the, the vibes of those gym owners, you know, in the area. Like I said, in Arizona here, it seems to be pretty wide open. There's a lot of cross training at open lots you know a lot a lot across so i see it all the time um and i think that's awesome that's why we have a great community to be honest every it's an amazing community out here everybody out there knows each other it's so wild but like everybody's tight knit it's cool it's really tight knit yeah so yeah i feel fortunate i always haven't been able to train out here because i know it's not that way in other parts of the country i mean also we're open right now so what mortal, you know, even yeah. better, you know, we can all chain yeah. out here. So, um, it's been good. It's, but no matter where you're at, you know, and what level you're at, you just gotta get on the mats, you know? And I know that more than anything now. It's like, I always progress so much faster when I'm just engaged and going all the time, always, you know? So yeah, it's jujitsu is something you have to think about a lot to advance it takes a lot of thought mental thought not only when you're on the mats but all the time you know you got to be thinking about it to advance you don't have to be but to advance faster you do that's why people that are savants at this stuff and they're just you know these naturals that's because they live their whole life doing jujitsu yeah you know some of these phenoms that you know these superstars of jujitsu that's all they do yeah. Well, of course, that's why they are the best. That's why they're champions. You know, it makes sense. And it's like that with anything in your life, whether it's your job or your other hobbies, the more work you put into it, the more, you know, you're going to advance gonna get and get out, out of it. Yeah. So jujitsu is just like that. And dude, this next generation of grapplers is just going to be like, we've, we've talked about it before, yeah. but I mean, the Rotolo brothers, I mean, yeah, these they're going to, they're going to, it's going to be insane. It's, We're going to be like these crazy. old. I mean, it's been look doing at the it difference. since they were three. I know. Look at the difference between now and even 50 years ago. Crazy. Like 1970 jujitsu. Look where it's come now in terms of skill, too, by the way. Like, there's so, it's evolved so much in the last even, even 30 years, you know? Yeah. Crazy. Just, maybe, maybe the sport's grown so much it has just developed just this, crazy sport aspect of it obviously it's a lot different than the old school self-defense jujitsu 
Yeah. But the sport jujitsu is just, it's, I still see people and those guys are a great ex- example of it. Inventing new stuff, you know, yeah. and just, like just being creative, being creative and just deadly. And yeah, I couldn't even imagine like rolling with one of those. It'd just be like torture, you know, Dude, <laughs> rolling with one of those kids. Uh, honestly, like I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, with my job, like with my job and stuff, I was, I was telling my wife, because I want to start not only competing, but I want to start as my job, like going to these, just doing a little bit of traveling and going to, you know, to some of these competitions mm-hmm. and just doing a little bit of promotion, wear a shirt around, yeah, you know, just, just hanging out and being in the community. Networking. Yeah, it, it, it matters being, when you run a business like you and I do, yeah. you need to be in the communities that you're serving, right? So, you know, I was telling her, like, I want to start getting as this, as COVID starts, as this thing starts dying down, hopefully I'll be able to do more traveling as a part of my job and being, being in these, comp- you know, where these competitions are being held. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, I like, this is going to be perfect because I want to. I want to go to like, like I want to go down and train with Cyborg. I want to go out on the West Coast. I want to visit Atos. Yeah. Like I want to go now to the point where I just want to like seek out all these people. You know, I want to train like one of my places that I want to really train at is uh, Ryan Hall's 50-50, you know, because that dude has been a big part of my development. Like he helped my triangle just immensely. So it's like, I want to go out there and you know, just start seeking out and just doing mm-hmm. a little bit of traveling and seeking out some of these, some of these people that have influenced me, you know? Yeah. Just, that's, that'd be awesome. Just, just go to their schools. Yeah. It's great you know, for your so business too. That's the thing. You have an excuse to go have fun and train with these legends and learn more and pick people's brains and really just advance your network, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be great. Hopefully we yeah. can ease up travel. I can't wait till like it starts the circuit starts again where IBJJF's in all the different parts Cities, of the country and know. you know all the other pro, you know the pro events are moved around the country as well because right now they're primarily in just two locations so just, I can't wait, man. I'm talking to one of my training partners today, both of us were just over it. <laughs> like <laughs> man. <laughs> Because we're both Dude, business owners also that have been impacted. Um, so, yeah, it's we talk about it all the time here, so we won't beat it up again. But I don't even know what's going on in that world right now. I haven't been paying attention. I, I don't either. I don't either. I just try to, try to do, my, do what I do to stay safe and healthy and go from there. That's it. That's pretty much all I do, too. You know, I'm, I'm in this pod. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I love the guys that I'm training with. I was teaching the pretzel pass um, just this week, this last weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was teaching the pretzel pass, and I was talking about Gary. And, uh, yeah. And I, obviously, um, Braulio. Oh, you yeah. Know, but um, it, it just reminded me, you know, like I was teaching that pass and teaching somebody. It's not my bread and butter. It's somebody else's bread and butter, but I've got one of my training partners here that He's really, he's, he's built for it. He's really long and he yeah. likes to pass that way. So, yeah. Um, I do too I was sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, dude, it's a, it's, it's a dirty pass. Yeah, man. it it's is. It's like, it's, it's nasty. 
it's pretty nasty. So when it's done on you, it's like, oh man, uh, it just sucks. Yeah. So anyway, while, I was teaching we were, that for a while. Everyone is going for those in our club. You know how it is when yeah, oh yeah, somebody shows something and everyone starts going for it. And that one was going all around for a while. A couple guys <sighs> really like that one. It is a good pass, man. It is a really, really, really strong pass. So I was teaching it from, uh, you know, Braulio that uh, that overhook sequence, like the the overhook with the arm. Yep. And then just kind of baiting that and then setting it up. Mm-hmm. And because uh, nice. the, the, the gym that he was training at or is training at or was training at, the gym that he'll probably go back to, they're big into that overhook, overhook sequence. Oh, yeah. So, so you can have something for it. He's, yeah, he's got a little, mm-hmm. he's got a little something for him now that nobody there has seen yet. I so. like that overhook sequence too. Dude, like it's strong, man. I like that. It's it, super strong. And the gi is, but I mean, yeah. You get in the gi, it locks somebody down there the whole time. Dude, it's so, it's such a, it's such a powerful sequence. I was with my sequence. friend Adam the other day. Yeah, he, it is a, and there's a lot of options there too. Yeah, so. a lot. Jiu-jitsu's fun. Dude, it's so much fun. Yep. It's so much fun. So I'm hoping I can get down and hoping I can get down there and train. That'd be great. Yep. I've been having fun with it. Come, you know, been going three times a week and been perfect. How's the morning class? It's good. Yeah. It's a great way to start your day. I've been showing some stuff on Wednesdays, so that's been fun. Some crucifix off the turtle. And uh, yeah, another one this week. Just keep keep showing up. That's the, that's right. That's basically what we're saying. You got to get on the mats, guys and gals. Get on yep, the mats. Get those, those rolls in. Don't worry too much about your next belt or your next stripe. It's or your next tap. You, you gotta yeah. You just have fun. <laughs> you have fun. You know, and and you know if you're getting tapped, go figure out a way to not get tapped. You know, yeah. that's the way I do it too. It's like if somebody's getting one over on me every time i'm like i have to you know what first of all i have to roll with this person more you know yeah or or at least if i'm rolling with that person every day try to figure out that's why you get that's how you get better you know same reason why a lot of stuff that i've used in the past guys that roll with me a lot they can shut it down you know it's like yeah you're not getting you're not going to do that one on me again you know yeah and that's the fun of it the back and forth and the challenge and the human chess and that's when it becomes great when you can have long-term training partners that you can develop that with. And, you know, um, I rolled today with one of my oldest training partners and it was just, it was an awesome role. You know, it was just like, cause we know a lot of each other's game and, you know, yeah. even a couple laughs in, in the session, you know, it's like, uh, uh-huh, yep. So it was one of those good times. So man, I love it. It's fun. <laughs> it's a blast man i i gotta, as long as you can stay healthy and be smart about it and just train consistently yeah. and you're in a good environment man you but you got to make the environment you know you gotta if you're not in a good one you got to change it up you shouldn't be miserable it should be a fun time and if yeah. you get the rug pulled out from under you like you did what'd you do you went and let's go set it up again let's set up something yep get some good people in here get together and build something new you know yep so yeah, that's what it's that's what it's all about. It's just getting creative and figuring out how to. Man, I we've no, can't imagine. I can't imagine life without it. Yeah, for sure. So, on that note, 
Long live jujitsu. That's right. We'll see you next week, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.